0: What is up, Southwest Virginia? Welcome back to Beats Brews and Buddies. I'm your host, Travis Schmidt, and this is
1: Jeremy Price.
0: Today on our beat, we are going to be talking with our good buddy, Matt Browning, ladies and gentlemen, up. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. Authenticity. We're going to talk about playing guitar, we're going to talk about practice, we're going to talk about leading the band. So we're going to mm-hmm. do it all. We're going to do it all with Matt Browning. So give it up for la- ladies and gentlemen for Matt Browning, right? I was going to say that first applause wasn't long enough. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, the flow? No. Oh, I didn't oh, realize that yeah. it cut itself off. There yeah, you go. yeah, thanks. That's nice nice. Fate, I re-
1: yeah. My thought was that it wasn't long enough.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't. So, Matt, how you
2: doing, dude? I'm doing great. Thank you all for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Welcome. Uh, so, we are Beats Brews and Buddies, and we're having a brew. What What are we drinking, Jeremy?
1: Well, we have a small batch, copper distilled bottle of Bowman Brothers Pioneer Spirit Virginia Straight Bourbon Whiskey. There's
0: a little bit of history on the back, I think. Yeah, I'm going to read this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is it history? Let's see here. John, Abraham, Joseph, and Isaac Bowman were Virginia militia officers in the American Revolutionary War in, ni- in s- <laughs> nineteen. I'm sorry, in 1779, they led 30 pioneer families to Madison County, Kentucky, and established Bowman's Station. Later, the brothers helped establish and settle uh, Fayette County. I say that right, Lafayette Fayette, Lafayette, Fayette, Fayette, Fayette County. They were legends, admired and respected by fellow settlers for their courage and bravery. This handcrafted bourbon whiskey is a tribute to these four heroic Bowman brothers. Cheers, oh, guys. Cheers. Cheers, cheers man. I got to have some clinky. Clinky, clinky, man.
0: Yeah. So uh, just to give you a little context, we're trying to do better of the history of our drinks. My uh, my father is an avid listener, and he really got on Jeremy and I um, in the most kindest, loving way about doing better job of introducing the history of our our, hmm. our brew so I think that. it was a
1: solid point it, was it really point. was absolutely
0: yeah. so ladies and gentlemen Matt Browning is a musician and songwriter he's been working to put words and stories to music for over 20 years Matt's current band the floorbird Bo- boards sorry have released two albums of original music and are preparing to record a third two albums hmm when so was far your first? So good. When was your first?
2: That's it. that's a little bit of the embarrassing part. The first <clears> one was in 2012, <throat> ten years ago. So Dang it's off. taken us uh, a long time. Um, we <laughs> we work in uh, in short bursts, apparently. So mm-hmm. we've uh, we've gone at it a few times, and uh, I think the pandemic took a little bit of the wind out of our out of our sails. We had a bunch of stuff booked, and you know, recording time, kind of ready to go, and a uh, somewhat of a rehearsal schedule uh, i think probably the bad thing about having a an established band is that it requires less practice at times <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, you say that's a bad thing uh well it's a bad thing if you want to like uh learn new songs and 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 write new songs yeah if you
1: want to move forward Lord, yeah, I, I, yeah. For it's me, a good
2: thing for going and playing the gig
3: yeah if you going to play the <laughs> yeah. gig or with your family yeah, yeah. it's a give and take
2: it takes away from a lot of the like kind of heartburn of, uh, of chugging through practicing so much you know you can just get up there and do it um, but as far as like creating new stuff and adding more to the to the set list makes it a little harder so yeah. so 2012
0: first yep. album second album
2: second album was 2017 so we're, we're right on track to make yeah. <laughs> three and you know one every five years that's perfect hey. that's
1: perfect at least you're, at least you're being creative <laughs> and making music that you love I yes, mean there's something absolutely. to be said for that
2: that's the, that's the purpose there. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's so many times I hear my dad being one of these people. Man, I wish I had learned to play the guitar. My fingers are too small. He says the silliest stuff. I'm like, what? They're not too small, but a lot of people never do it. Yeah, they don't ever do it at all. So,
0: did you guys start the band in 2012 or was it? We did.
2: Well, maybe uh, a little bit before that. So it was kind of we, we started practicing. You know, we we worked through, worked the songs out, and then we kind of had to. Make the record as, like, here's what we have, here's what we're doing, so we can yeah. actually book a show and, um, you know, work all that part out. Do you
0: so. remember where some of the first places you played?
2: Yeah, yeah. The, um, the very first place we played was at Martin's on like a Wednesday night, I think. Okay. Jason, we have a seat there a Wednesday or Thursday, and, um, it was great. We, we really enjoyed it. I think we played it that weekend. We had three or four gigs. We played Martin's, Schooners, Somewhere else, um, and kind of jumped into it. Actually, I, I got that wrong. The very, very first place we played, we didn't even have a band name yet, was the uh, very first Go Outside Festival. I'm not even sure if it was called that yet. Um,
0: they call it Go Fest now. Go Fest, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah.
2: And uh, there was it was the Matt Browning band, and it was uh, Jake Dempsey, me, James Pace, um, keyboard player. Oh my gosh! George Penn um, on drums, Bob Chu on lap steel, and Patrick Turner, FM Turner on uh, on fiddle, mm. and we kind of just uh, we'd been we'd actually been rehearsing a lot at that point because we were trying to get everything together to yeah. to make a record and and uh, try to put some you know putting out original music and getting booked with original music is not the easiest thing in the world even if you have a reputation. Mm.
0: Um, Did James used to do booking for the Hotel Roanoke? The Regency Room? I'm not sure. I want to say yes, if that's the same Jane's Pace that... I'm sure. Uh, I think there's only one. Yeah, I was so. going to say, so yeah. he used to book me in, in a trio in the Regency Room. Nice. At, mm-hmm. that, around that time. Yeah. Because he's no longer... Is he still in Rome? Yeah, I think, I yeah, think he's, he's moved. Uh, I think he's in France. I think he's in France. Yeah. yeah.
1: According to Facebook, but I don't I don't know that you I'm can trust sure. that, so... I'm
0: not sure either. <laughs> so I'm assuming this is the same Jane. James Pace. This is what I love about Rona. It's the same James Pace. Yeah. There's only only one. Yeah. It's very cyclical and like we all have some (coughs) form of connection so. Oh yes. Um. Uh, we were talking pre-show, uh, Matt and I used to ride the bus together That's right, uh, with my brothers and my cousin, Arthur. Um, Arthur, yep. yeah. And so uh, that's our connection, uh, other than going to high, same high school. I was looking so hard today for a, a Northside shirt. I still don't, I don't have any, so I was going to wear a Northside <laughs> shirt just for- I
2: think I finally took mine to the Goodwill yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to save this, uh, you know, this, whatever this is. And- And uh, no more no more
0: no more so i did the same i did the same so that's funny so are you still playing at martin's
2: um actually we haven't played at martin's in a in a while um we did this thing where we got old um and it's hard (laughs) to play until two o'clock now Mm. like i gotta be 100 percent honest with everyone um starting at 10 o'clock and ending at two o'clock is trying to kill me. It plays
0: its toll. Yes. <laughs>
1: At least you're honoring that. I mean, that's the case, even in your 20s and 30s, whether you want to admit that's it or not. That's true. And then it so it builds up. Yes. This stuff piles on. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I still have to stay out to two sometimes. Fortunately, not so much anymore. There's a lot of midnight gigs. But yep. even those, man, if I can be in like la- yesterday we played, and if I'm in by 10.
2: Yes. I don't yeah. Know how I no, we're, and we can- love Martins. Like we, yeah. we, you know, we just haven't we haven't done that in a little while. Um. In you know, both a joking manner because we're getting old, and really actually because we're getting old.
0: Mm. <laughs>
2: no, that's <Yeah>. funny. No,
0: <laughs> seriously, that's no, I get that. But it's like you get at that eight o'clock gig, and you're like done by eleven. You're like, oh, yes. yeah, now I'm, mm. that hour take down, and you're like, okay, we're still beating the midnight hour. So I had yeah. a
2: brewery from from 6:30 to 9:30. Oh, the sweet spot, Perfection.
0: Like If you
1: if you if you've calculated your pack up time, <laughs> you're getting a little older.
0: Yes. Yeah, and that's yes. not good or bad, but if you know what it is. If
1: you're I calculate my pack up time, like, 22 minutes from the time oh we hit goodness. the last note, I'm in my car.
0: There's no no thank yous, goodbyes to the audience. Let me get my money. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> get
2: you're a seasoned professional. Just, Just hey, at least
1: yep. seasoned P-
0: place, places to go places to be. That's right. Sleep. Yeah.
1: Places to bed.
0: Yeah. in Um, So I, I asked that question about Martins because I, I was I was thinking 10 years of playing in in the same place. How how real cool that is for this town.
2: Yeah. And so um, I was in a band uh, called the Royal Greens prior to the floorboards. And uh, Martin's was kind of our home turf there, too. So we had a, a relationship with um, Jason and, and the folks there. And, um, yeah, we've been doing it for a, for a long time. Um, and as you guys know, um, it's changed. And there's, there's lots of different, um, even, you know, taking the pandemic totally out of it. Um, the run venues have changed. The, you know, the whole thing has, uh, has changed. Martin has, has been consistent there through that. Yeah. Um, the stage has gotten better. You know, I mean, they got lights. They got, and yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't they have their own sound system there too? You just yep. kind of h- yep. plug and play. Yeah, yep. I've actually never played there. Gotcha. So, and I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that. I, I would like to one day, yeah. but I don't. I'm not sure the style of music that I've played is. Uh, Pertaining to there and there's, there's obviously a, a genre that that goes well there. I love that he has out of towners though too. Yes, absolutely. So um, that's I think is real important. I know there's a lot of people from the Carolinas that have come up there and played too, and he does such a good job of um, helping the home groups too. So absolutely.
2: I and it's it's continued to grow over the years too. Um, just like, I mean, like we said about with everything, like it's a it's a stage that's grown in the um, the the quality of the bands and where they're coming from and and um, when they're coming through town they they know they have a spot at Martin's on a Wednesday night or
3: yeah
1: I, I was getting ready to to jump in there it's <clears throat> if you, if you're on tour no matter what level you're at you know that Roanoke is a is a filler date and while it, yeah the, the idea of a filler date can be kind of a throwaway right yeah. in reality if you're on tour a filler day, a you pot of consistent. gold. Yes, yeah. and to know that Roanoke is that little pot of gold on a Thursday evening, Absolutely. Tuesday evening, and and uh, I've both, I've been on both sides of this. Been the the, uh, the what do they call it when you close the night? Headliner, headliner. <laughs> sorry, and an opener, and um, <clears throat> sometimes they the, like a a bigger band will be coming through, and they'll ask for a local opener just to get more people there, and Roanoke is always obliged there's always Absolutely. somebody we can call and there's always a venue yeah so it's 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 a pass through town at a certain level but man what a gold mine for those Absolutely. coming through and yeah. we i don't know if we've ever even thought about it. i've never thought about it now, So So
0: you know i i think we may have mentioned it like once along a few episodes long long episodes ago but um yeah i it's i think it's important to notate that and i, I love the word home base We, God, God rest Billy, Billy's barn soul. That was, that was my home base. And like, it was nice to, it was nice to experiment there. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have a place where you can experiment new songs and be a little bit more creative, take a little bit more leisures and just do your thing, uh, with, with an audience that's, you know, is going to be receptive no matter what.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. mean that, that actually is probably the, (laughs) the greatest place there is to play if you can find your, your home base.
0: So. You've played all throughout Roanoke, I assume. Like I, I was gonna, I was gonna even say that like the floorboards is probably one of the longer lasting groups, even though I know the iteration has has changed. But you guys have, we've been around for a little while. <laughs> no, it you, you
3: yeah.
1: really has. No, yeah. Deserving of that yeah, for sure. Really, I've, I've known the name. First off, I love the name. Thanks, man. It's been one of, my, one of my favorite names. I think I told Jake when he was here. Yeah, you did. I said I love the name. We what a, uh, what a great name. <laughs>
2: You got a long yellow legal pad, and we just wrote down words until we decided on something that sounded like it represented what we were trying to get, or it sounded obtuse enough that it didn't really matter. Did you like yeah.
0: choose like two or three different words, and you're like, okay, I like we so that floor one, and I like boards. It's just so, so that, Americana.
2: That one was, and it was, was like we su- we'd already made, we already had kind of written probably three quarters of the album, and we knew it sounded like Americana, mm-hmm. and we wanted something that was kind of on the nose um without being you know totally terrible <laughs> and the floorboard so it, it was it was one word when it got written down it was like the idea of the floorboard of a car or like the floorboard of a barn
0: or yeah, something and you're like four on the floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i love it for
1: me man it's where so like you ever jump in a lake that you didn't intend to jump into you know what I'm talking about? say you're out and about in my younger I would jump in a pond or a river mm. in a heartbeat, yeah. and I'll yes. put my drawers in the floorboard, and that was something that like, a southern kid would do, right? Yes. And yeah. so when you said the floorboards, I was like, man, I have put all kinds of stuff in my floorboard, the floorboards. Yeah. Because it's not that the floorboard is beneath me per se. It's just where I put stuff for now until I get to the next place I'm going. I'm, yep. uh, that's why I've always – I've never said that. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why
0: I love it. I think I told Jake that I liked it so much because it made me think of – uh, I believe it's Edgar Allan Poe and yeah. what's underneath the floorboard. And that actually uh, was
2: another thing that, so we're actually going wow. back through. We're going back through the exact conversation that we had when we all sat down with this yellow legal page. Like, So it was like, all right, we've narrowed them down to three or four. What do you think about this? And the idea of, of like setting something in your floorboard or like an old rusty truck floorboard or yeah. like dancing in a barn and putting your boots down on the floorboard or uh, the beating heart under floorboard
0: love it that, those love were, it we're yeah. all we did it we figured it out it's <laughs> deep <laughs> yeah, no, and it's cool well, but it, we never talked about this either no. never really kind of dove into the idea of what it's like to come up with a name so it's
1: weird it's
3: it, hard <laughs> yeah yeah and
1: the, the implication of it all and what i can say is that you guys hit the nail on the head <laughs> on thank the you.
3: floorboard
0: thank you yeah
3: and drove it into and the floorboard. And <laughs> drove it into.
0: I, I there's think, our clip. I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's really the cool. Last two minutes. It's really cool because that's what we did with our new group, Ryan and I. We yeah. just came up with a bunch of words, but we wanted something with color. So envy is a co- so the purple, and yep. so we we like the word midnight, and so midnight envy. There you go. Oh, and I like it. it worked really really well, and it's easy to promote, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, man, it's neat. That's really neat. So. Uh, so this next question um, comes from my little brother. I was telling you pre-show. Um, he just uh, listened to Jody Inzer's episode and was like, he was super excited that I uh, I did not have my sheet and I was very I was a little bit more relaxed and just going off the the cuff, which I, my our audience knows that I'm not that, um, but I'm working on it. Um, and so he he was like, I really want to know what it's like for all your guests to practice what's practice to you yep and what is that like uh so so tell our guests what practice is like for you or or lack thereof Matt <laughs>
2: yeah so um I'm not really good at it and uh for the amount of time that I've been holding a guitar in my life I should probably be better at it <laughs>
0: um, when did this start for you we didn't uh, really talk about the a long time ago yeah.
2: so you know probably like you know when we were riding the bus, like, excellent, fourteen, fifteen, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, I've been holding a guitar for twenty some years, and uh, I think practice is for, one thing I can definitely say about practice is that I grow the most when I play and practice with other people, and I hear things that they are playing, and it stretches my ear, and I, um. You know, kind of wonder how that, I mean, I never get to, I mean, playing music with Chris Blankenship, uh the dude, like,
1: mm-hmm. He's killer.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what he does to, to that right. guitar. Yeah. Like, he makes it sing, he, you know, it's like, but all the things that I hear um and how they go along with what I'm playing, it kind of, insp- you know, pushes me further and further. When I'm by myself, um I get myself in a corner and I'm like, ah. I'm just gonna put it down for a little while. <laughs>
0: what do I do with this? Yeah, what do I? I'm
2: in a corner, like, oh, great. Okay, well, I'll put it down for a little while. But I do know um, consistency in doing it. Kind of, we were talking about this earlier. Like, if you could do it um, anything every day and be consistent with it, even if you don't think you're making gains, you're making gains. Yeah. Um, you might not be out there. I might not. That's why I'm gonna say it this way. <laughs> I might not be out there shredding. You know. But I'm getting better a little bit every day. So, consistently, actually picking up the instrument and and uh, and, and playing it, I think it's probably the the best way I could say that I that I practice um, with others, with others or by myself yeah. either. You know, and I think playing with playing with other, or actually doing anything with anyone else, being outside of my comfort zone, yeah, is the thing that has pushed me the most in, in right. any instance. So,
1: um, two things there. I tell people every day quite literally consistency over intensity and not only does it always work you can maintain that for a long time right there's a certain yeah. span of your life where the other uh, the inverse of that could be true
2: right or you could just burn out
1: but or you could burn out could be true what is always true is maybe i should say always there's always an, always an exception that's what's always true um but consistency will get you where you're going get you where where you want to be or at least close to it and the other thing is like mentioning progress and being uncomfortable yeah you you mentioned shredding i would just like to say just shred there are other ways to progress yeah and I, i think a lot of people know this now but for the longest time you might feel less a player because you're not doing these types of things that seem to be the pinnacle or the apex of, say, guitar playing or drumming. And No, no, it's always been a much more wider panoramic um, place to go in, in your instrument. Like you can, there are other things to look at, other Absolutely. things. And people should know that. Yeah, yeah. You should, you don't, don't feel obligated to play sweep arpeggios. <laughs> They're cool. I, I don't. No, no, I, <laughs> I know, but th- you know what I've noticed over time? And I, I actually like messing around with sweet arpeggios. The thing is, um, it, it's, you, you hear a lot of people apologize for not doing it. That's, and I don't know when this happened. I do good. that part. People are like, people are like <laughs> you know, I don't really, I don't, I don't know any Bach pieces. Okay. It doesn't, it. Cool. in terms of your personal self-expression, you might not need to. So progress is uh, different. There's there's a lot more ways to progress than just and you know trying to reach a well, certain I also think speed
0: that there's something to be said about the idea of formulating your practice around your community and the people that you they there's a there's a sense of ownership there and there's a sense of um commitment and um support and, and encouragement with, with everybody and yeah. so like I didn't really understand that concept until this new group. We've got a guy; um, he was a guest, AJ Garrett, and he—he he, that's what he wants to practice. He, He—he's like, I don't practice very well by myself. Where the rest of us, you know, not the rest of us, but most of us in the group are like, yeah, we can do it by ourselves, and like, it's fine. But he's like, I need to be here. This is where I get the most. And like, hearing that and understanding that perspective it's like, okay, we need to give him more so we can mm-hmm. be better, right? And so, like, I—I uh, I appreciate that that um. That idealism with yours, where where you're at. So, um, wh- what's it like with covers versus originals for you guys? Now you now I know you said you played in Gypsy Joe. Was that <laughs> and then that was the first band?
2: That was the first band I was ever in. Yeah. So they were an established band and
0: uh,
3: Northside High School band, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
2: Um, I just you know played the bass, albeit probably badly. <laughs> um, but I stood up there with them and, and did it. You know, and and a lot of times they were like, "We want you to play this." And and I wasn't like coming up with the bass parts, you know. Josh was showing me what I should play, and, <laughs> and I was trying to trying to do it to the best of my ability. But it was a really great experience as yeah. far as playing in a band. And that same thing that we just said about like playing with other people and you're you know stretching. Like, um, I wasn't comfortable doing that when I started <laughs> playing with them, <laughs> and they had a an, an established band. And I was like, wait a second, girls come see y'all play. <laughs>
3: I'm in. <laughs> I'm in.
2: I'm in.
1: What am I playing?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's pretty
2: much how that went. But it was a great time. And I, I, I love those guys to this day for that that time we had together. Like
3: mm. that's cool.
0: Now what about with, with the floorboards? Man, you, we've talked a lot on here, like of the almost percentages of like what's the right percentage yeah, in- and
2: I don't know the right percentage. Um <laughs> The the weird thing to say about this is probably that I've I've never played in a band that played only cover songs. Um
0: Oh man, I've never played in a well, I take
1: that back. I have. Wait, so you have never played in a band that played only covers?
2: Nope. Okay. Cool. Um and I don't know how that worked. Maybe just desperate and we were just like, We're gonna do it this way. And if any, if nobody comes, nobody comes. Yeah. Um didn't care? Yeah. I mean there's, noth- there's nothing there's nothing. That's with how it. we yeah. that's how we did it. Um but we always, every band, even back to Gypsy Joe, we learned cover songs to try and introduce people to our other songs. And yeah. that's always been the, like, you know, how can we um, show them what we're about based on the things that, that they know, keep them, hopefully keep them entertained in between the things that you know, we came up with. These, these things might not be, we're not real sure. We like them. The five of us like them. Yeah. Mm. Um, but how can we introduce the stuff we created uh, with something they already know? Sure. And that's kind of always been th- for, you know, the 20 some years that I've been doing this. Um, that's been how we, I've gone about it. I don't know if it's right or not. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if it works.
1: It's worked but, out for you. I yeah. mean, you've been doing it for, like you said, 20 years. I mean, I had a good friend of mine uh, when I was really young. He's like, you spoon feed them your originals by serving something that they already know. Yep. Um, and I, I, still have issues with the whole idea, but it works. Yep. And I like we are talking about authenticity, uh, pre-show. Can I say pre-show? Pre-show.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you can also come out swinging and never say I'm sorry. Yep. And the people we buy tickets for more often than not do that. Do come that. out swinging and say, did they at some point uh, previously – serve some main course dinner and then yep. spoon feed them a little you know a little extra probably but and it's i find it
2: really really interesting um the times that people come up and they say you know what what cover song was that and it was my song oh. or they say the opposite and they say like you know i really like that song um the one with the chorus it's like goes like this and i'm like that's a tom petty song yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't write that one though. So this that's where
1: you've been messing up you should be like thank you
0: thank yeah. you thank you <laughs> just
1: don't say anything yeah
0: thanks i mean you've lasted in this town 10 plus years i mean and you've been doing your own stuff you're getting ready to drop a third album i'm i'm interested in in to in the the um the formula because of how organized I am of, of where you drop those things. So I've only been in cover bands. So like for me, it's playing the right cover songs within that cover bands. I'm going to play cover songs that I enjoy, which we're going to do with this new iteration that we're playing now. But it's also like, I need to play the party in the USA's. Right. I don't necessarily always want to. It's not my favorite, but I know that'll get the crowd. You know what I mean? I know it'll get the crowd going. So like the spoon.
2: Honestly, I know exactly what you mean. And some nights we're better at it than we are others. You know, writing set lists is not something that any of us want to do. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times we go up there with like a list of ours and theirs. And uh, we're like. Alternate? Yeah. Like, all right, really? what's what's next? <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? Um, and one thing that we're constantly working on. Is trying to take the time out of in between songs, you know, because we if we don't have a good plan, if we don't have a set list, there's that stress where it feels like it's like 30 minutes long, but it's, it's actually a, it's only like hour. 15 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, come on, we got to come up with something. We got to come up with something to play next. Um Chris, what do you think we should play?
0: <laughs> do a doodle. Yeah. Do a doodle. Do a doodle. If you don't do a doodle, I'm gonna have I, to come up with I something know. to say it, to them. Well, I know. So. Here's, <laughs> go,
1: ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, dude. Um, like the doodles. Um I so unprofessional. I'm a doodler. <laughs> I but listen, what's more um unpro- if if I have to choose, and this is my opinion, uh in one of the bands I play with now, we do this. A lot. It's not all the time. So when he watches this, he might, whatever, have an opinion. But uh, on our Thursday night gig, it's always like, all right, uh, what you want to do now? You know what's more unprofessional than a doodle? Silence. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a doodle. What I do now is play a bossa nova while he decides. In my head, I'm singing the Jeopardy theme song (laughs) to to a Brazilian (laughs) groove. And that's what I'm, I'm doing. And he's like, all right, what you want to do? And I'm like, we got plenty of time because I'm playing a bossa nova. Right? And that's just, I don't know that that works the way I intend, but I'm going to doodle. And we, so the, it, the, the space in between songs, if you really want to move forward, and I fully believe this, and I kind of wish it were different, they need to be re- rehearsed as well. Yes. They need to be rehearsed. I mean... You know, I love just like daily planning. If I get a moment free, because you know I'm I'm a hustler, I do like five, six different things. If I get a free, free moment, I sit down, right? But if you want to get the most out of your day and be efficient, you got to rehearse the space in between. And so I, you know, I have to plug in family time. So I make that correlation. This is a a correlation idea right here, but we gotta rehearse them, even if it's just chunks. Take four songs that you like the way they flow together. And then write in how you're going to talk with the crowd. Yep. And I would yep. say again, if you come to those silent points, have a conversation with the crowd that is as authentic as you can possibly be. But yeah, doodles are professional.
2: Uh, so it, when you were, um, uh, yeah, I know you're supposed to be asking me the questions, but go ahead.
1: When you were, uh, you <laughs> <Flip> know, the <laughs> script.
2: A, I love it. A front man. Um, when you when you talk to the crowd, did it start to feel? not authentic because you'd rehearse this. That's my problem. Uh, yeah, personally. it I'm did.
0: Like, so like for in house of Schmidt, we had house socials. So my other, I like made my other guy do yeah. socials and like, it was placed perfectly within like every five songs. Yeah. Um, and we worked on um, transitions between those songs and then that was our break. Yeah. So it was nice. So it, it was planned out and it did, uh, it did sort of lose its authenticity because I know that sure. I am my most nervous, at that point where I have to say something and I, cause I don't know what to say and I'm not good with words. So I don't know why I'm really doing a podcast in all <laughs> honesty. Like I, words are my, not my friend, but, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's they're very difficult for me. Cause I, I will just be like, ah, uh, I said, I said doodle just a minute ago and I meant noodle, like <laughs> noodle, you noodle on a guitar. You don't doodle on a guitar. Well, you
1: doodle on the drums. <laughs> you
0: doodle on the drums. So I was like, so words are hard for me. So I, it, it's very difficult. I will say, um, if I'm doing something like a benefit concert or whatever, it is it's much easier because yes. I have, uh, or if I'm opening up for a group, I have something, I have a goal that's and yeah. something to talk about.
2: Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. But other
0: other than that, nope, yeah. <laughs> And if you're fronting
1: a band, you you feel that weight a little a little more. It's called yeah. the weight. The weight. You're <laughs> like, all right, and
0: it it, it can be W A I T
1: <laughs> or. It could be the weight, <laughs> right? Um.
0: Some people do it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, I will say JD Suffin does it really well in this town. Uh, I'll also say that Jared Stout, uh, mm-hmm. he does it really, really well. Um, Jerome Clater and Touch of Class, he does it really well. You know, uh, and you I'm not. I know there are more people, but those are people that stick out to me. You got
1: to be doing it well, even if you're not getting the response you want. Though there's a thing there too, Absolutely. where where say, say it's a thin crowd. Notice I didn't say bad crowd. Thin. Thin crowd. You still, in a sense, if that's what you're working on, you gotta, you're performing to the people that aren't there just as much. Well, actually more than the people that are there. So you're getting that practice. So, and that's if you're putting forth this whole show, this whole big yep. performance idea. Um, I'm all for the authenticity. I don't mind the silence if it looks real, right? If their music is banging, yeah, they'll wait. It doesn't mean you got to be a jerk. I'm not talking about Axl Rose waiting. Yeah, I'm right. talking about let's get. I'm talking about a huddle. Then, then you're on stage and it looks more like a Alright, group huddle. What do you want to do? No, you're not feeling it. You can warm up a little more for that. Okay, wait not today? All right, got you. All right, let's do some. Because then, then they're on your side in a way, and that's where authenticity will get you. It brings them in a little bit more. So are, both are, ways work.
0: Are you a Dave Matthews fan? Did you grow up like in Dave I, Matthews?
1: I, I grew
2: up as a Dave Matthews okay, fan. So can't say I, I've listened to a lot of Dave Matthews recently. But.
0: So I I remember that about you. Yeah. I remember us probably talking on the bus because yeah. that's what I'll probably all I listen to I and I'm trying to parallel this Dave would take minute breaks but here's what 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 made me wait for it was that everything went black all the lights went out there was not standing around I mean he was getting a drink of water or whatever wiping the sweat off his face and like and I, I know that's a, a a kind of a bad comparison because they're they're a, a professional like they're making millions of dollars group but like I think if your show, it institutes that there's a break, like the lights all go off, and you have a light guy, mm-hmm. and and there's still smoke coming out or whatever. It it makes a difference. So that's that's my little sidebar there.
1: Y'all ever see Michael Jackson at the Super Bowl? Yeah. And he, st- he says, "Bam!" The smoke clears, and he just, just sits there forever. <laughs> I'm talking forever, ever, and then that tension builds up. It's all tension release, just like a song, just like anything. And it was minutes, and he goes. Turns his head the other way, and everybody just crapped their pants. <laughs> like Michael Jackson turned his chin,
2: and like thirty seconds of a Super Bowl costs you know millions of dollars. Yeah, and he's just standing up and mm-hmm. chilling. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know once you get to a point, I guess that's more tension release. Anyway,
0: it's all these are all things that we we consider no.
1: musicians out here in this little musical town we live in.
0: Well, along the same vein of being a leader, um, what are what are your expectations on stage? What are your expectations off stage? Like, how do you, how do you communicate with your group? Like, yeah.
2: So, um, I think the,
1: <laughs> do you consider yourself a leader because you're the front man? That's a they, good question they too. They can be, so you there's
2: kind of, it goes a, it goes a couple ways. I am the, are you about to offend the, your band? The business, li- maybe, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we do a pretty good job of, uh, like you do that and I do this. Like we're, yeah. we're really like. Delegating, we're good at that, yeah. and like those are the guys that I trust to do exactly what they do. And um, I'm not the musical leader in my band. Um, I come up with the words and I sing them to the people. Um, but Chris is the is the is the band leader. Um, the MD. He's. I mean, he's on top of it. Like, oh yeah, he's great. Like he's and he's got those ideas too. Like he's got. And and everybody is the master of of what they're doing. I'm probably the the business leader. Okay, like, I'm you know organize everyone and heard the, heard the cats. They probably won't like that, but they know they know what I mean. <laughs> we're all cats. Musicians are all are all cats. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean,
1: uh, we've been called cats for right yeah hundred years. Yeah, jazz cat. <laughs>
0: yeah. I had seven of them. It's difficult. <laughs> I
2: mean, I mean, we're all like. I don't even know the right way to say it. Like, we don't do this because we're, um, we want structure, but we don't want so much structure that it smothers us.
0: It's not fun. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, (laughs) you're, you're, yeah. When it not, doesn't become fun, it's not, it's not worth it. Right. And
2: musicians are kind of like, they tend to be, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit away from center they're not the, people no. they're the better you know <laughs> yeah. it's hard to it's hard to keep it, everyone's schedule together is what it, i'm getting it, at like it's hard to that to brother <laughs> staying staying organized is is difficult for having everyone's calendar you know someone calls and they're like we want you guys on this day and you're like calendar's open let's do it and then um like two days later someone's like can't do that day uh, and then you're calling somebody back, like you gave us this really good deal, this good gig, and can we change it, please?
1: And so and so's getting a colonoscopy.
3: <laughs> we're, I not, mean, we're not that old yet. Do you do you feel when that when that happens? Do you? I mean, uh, do, uh, I,
0: I've had two. Uh, I digress. But um, um, so w- do you feel like your heart sinking a little bit when that happens? Well, so I don't
2: love telling people no, in general, uh, just, I'm a, I'm a maybe kind of guy and maybe probably means no. Um, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And I like, I like making plans and I like being organized and I like having, uh, it all, you know, your, your organization puts me to shame. I'm not organized like you're organized, but I like having it all planned out and I like not going back on our word and I like, you know, everything to kind of work. And I don't like having to go back and say like, "Ah, oh, mess this up." Um, yeah. And I think it. I think it probably happens more than not in booking shows. Like, um, things happen. Life is happening. It's not. It's not just musicians. Like, yeah. Things happen. Um, They'll find another. I don't love. I don't love that. Yeah. I like to be consistent. I like to show up on time. You know. I like. Yeah. Um. I. I feel that if we're gonna get to keep doing this work, that we got to do it the the right way. We got to mm-hmm. be super No,
0: we've talked a lot about, about the proper life. way of showing up on time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll get you far You always
2: got to tell musicians like, you know, like 30 or 45 minutes before the actual time. So.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> mm, there's that. Yeah. yeah. There's that.
0: No, I think that's a really great answer, Matt. I really do. I mean, um it it, it used to make my heart sink because I was in a group. I let a group of mostly my mentors and so i felt like i was letting them down when somebody else had to tell me no and i had to tell the rest of the group no does that That, make sense that totally makes sense man so that was you know that's kind of my own was my i think
2: that's probably the best kind of group to be in like i you know i uh (laughs) say to the guys all the time like i can't believe you guys do this with me and a lot of times they're like uh we can't believe you do it with us man like it's a you know we all do our i'll do our little piece so. There's a
0: little, there's got to be an appreciation for every, for every piece too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and
2: trust, that's the greatest thing about it is like going back to the leader thing. Um, finding the right people that you trust to do that thing is like, there's no, there's no substitute for that.
1: So
0: that, that's been like a, an ongoing theme for us is finding No the substitute right. for trust. Well, also finding the right, you know, variables to, to make that, this that or this group work, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just so imperative.
1: And sometimes it can, it can hinge on something non-musical. Yeah. You know, you're like, you know, you have a great player here, but there's a certain amount of, for lack of a better word, baggage that comes with said player, you go another direction just because progress happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it, you know, it's an ugly truth and it might. And I think we've could.
2: all been in that position where like, we've been in a band and have been like, wow, well, this isn't working. Okay. Uh like breaking up with a girlfriend. It's like breaking up with a girlfriend.
3: A partner, sucks,
0: man. 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 It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Just, it's not fun. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, no, there's no. I worry. don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> do mind. And
2: you get
1: to a certain point in the game, you're like, no, nah, I'm not for you. You're right. But <laughs> well, the first few suck. Drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might not get used to it, but you get better at it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just, I don't even know how to respond. I was like, I hurt eight other people's feelings, you know? Like, mm. you know, yeah. right? You know, and like again, cut them quick. Cut them. yeah, got to cut it fast. So,
1: let's let the healing begin. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Start it. The quicker you cut, the quicker they heal or vice versa?
0: The quicker you
1: cut. Whatever. I was right. I'm not even drinking. So. I
0: know. I know. <laughs> Matt, can I get you anything? You want any, I'll oh, take want a I'll more? take a little more. Oh, all right.
2: Let's see. Get yourself a can knock, knock
0: this so we're 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 talking about this leadership role but uh i'm i'm gonna segue because we've into to your fathership role and how that's played um a role to say role for a third time um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh has played a has played a role with running a group being in a group yeah what's that what's that been like for you matt
2: absolutely so uh being a dad has been Amazing. Um, one, first and foremost, like it's, it's great. Um, it (laughs) changes. So, um, for a very long, for the entire time I've been doing this, um, music has been like work day six, seven, and eight. Um, I've never uh, unfortunately allowed myself to, um, just be a musician Been like, Oh, you got to do something else. Music is just supplemental income income. Um, so I've just worked a lot at it. It's been mm-hmm. all my free time was, was doing that. And, uh, now I have a beautiful daughter that I want to spend free time with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she loves like live music and like going to see bands and going to see, um, <laughs> us play. She calls it going to the stage. Oh, and, that. uh, She's like, like a couple weeks ago, um, we played at Parkway, and she couldn't come. She (laughs) she was beside herself. She was like, "Yeah, only dads get to go today." Apparently, it's just a dad party at Parkway.
0: Oh, she really rubbed it in. (laughs) She's like, "Yeah,
2: you know, of course I can't come, and Mom's not coming, so it must just be a dad night." Um, but no, man, I I think it's kind of like going back to that that comfort thing. Um, the best things I've ever done have been outside of where I thought I was comfortable. If I got to sit around and think about it. Yeah. Um, and being a dad's just like that, you know, when I wasn't a dad, I thought about it and was like, it'll be good, but I don't really know. Am I going to mess it up? Like, uh, am I not going to be able to play music? Am I going to play music too much and not spend enough time with her? And, uh, so far they've, you know, melded together just right. And it's been really great.
0: Are most of the other guys, uh, in Every, similar, I guess, family situations as as you are,
2: yeah. So, uh, so Jake has uh, has been a father for a while. Jake and Rob both have been fathers for uh, for a while. I'm only three and a half years in, and uh, Chris just became a father this year. So, we are uh, we're all on the dad train, except for Jamieo.
0: It I, I think it helps, and I I think it helps because it. Everybody's kind of on the same page, Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, your daughter's sick. I get it. My daughter's been sick. I understand." You know, kind of ordeal. Dynamically, when I think when you have other members in the band that have had like kids that are in college or don't have kids, it does play somewhat of a role. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's not animosity, but it's just there's a difference of opinion, and there's not maybe a lack of understanding there like well i've been there and done that kind of ordeal yeah. or i don't understand it because i haven't gone cuz i'm not it. in that spot well, exactly there,
1: you're talking about the person in the band that's not a father correct that's, a, that's or you're truly let down you're like oh i wanted to play tonight and yeah. while you can intellectually piece it together you have a daughter and that's important you can't necessarily come from the heart yeah. felt place so what it is to put all your your needs and desires aside for this little thing that you're bringing up and for if you haven't felt that it's not that you can't intellectualize it
2: you get the logic of it you understand why
1: but when it happens it's kind of like falling in love right You, you know we we all fall in love our first time and we a lot of us do stupid things when we do that right and then fast forward we have a kid and we just realize our place a little more we're a little more a little more firmly planted in what our responsibilities are. So any dad that's also done that or any person that has a kid, they're like, Hey, okay, cool. I get it. Yes. You yeah. get it a little bit easier. And that's you know. Did that help? Or did I make it worse? No, it did. It
0: it helped. I I was I often obviously think to to my experience with House of Schmidt, you know, I had several guys that kids were going to college or in their high school so they wanted to play more and understandably mm-hmm. so i get that yep. i just had a newborn at the end of house of schmidt so for me i was like i want to be home and, and and for those that didn't know i i almost lost victoria in in the hospital so like i wanted to be home e- even Absolutely, more and then yeah. it was 2020 and COVID hit so like i didn't want to go out like right. I, yeah. I everybody wanted to play but i didn't and like that was a big part of it and i know that my feelings and how I felt in those moments, uh, ended that group. And you know, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of that now and I'm fully okay with that now. It's, uh, it's just cool reflecting on it and seeing that. And it's nice talking to other people and it's like, you've been through it too. Uh, and you guys feel it. Um, and they feel it. So, um, it's nice to have that feeling in a sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's actually the pandemic. Um, plays right into that because um I didn't want to go any my uh, (laughs) my daughter was uh like getting ready to walk when the pandemic happened and I was like you know we're gonna go home for two weeks or whatever they said and I was like she's gonna walk in the next two weeks it's gonna be awesome and then we were home for like ever um yeah and there were a lot of folks um even in in my band that we had we had differing opinions on uh, on gigging during that time Mm -hmm. Um, and we lost some ground because of it. Um, you know, we're competing with schedules now of, of folks that were, that wanted to play during that time. And now we're, you know, they've, they've got, a a calendar going and, um, I'm trying to book around that calendar and I I get it. I'm not, I'm not upset about it, but I think that plays into the family dynamic a little bit too.
0: It does. It really does. No, it definitely changed things for a lot of groups around here. So um. Well, you you were talking. You said the word supplemental just a minute ago. Ago. Um. What what's your what's your day job if you don't mind sharing?
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I work for a company that does energy management, like building automation systems. Um, and I'm the director of an analytics team. Um, which, funny enough, is a lot like playing music. It's just nowhere near as fun. <laughs> um, you get to we we, we turn data. Um cool data, sustainability data, you know, building data into uh, actionable things. And we're, we're trying to kind of do the same thing with music, turn, turn numbers and sequences into something pretty. It's the same thing we're doing with data. Um, and we're doing it to, to hopefully um, save energy across uh, in a kind of um, incremental way. So, you know, saving a little bit at one building, doesn't matter as much as saving a little bit at that same building, but there are three thousand of them. So that's kind of what we're we're uh, trying to do as a whole.
0: I like that metaphor, that number it's metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: numbers and sequences.
2: Yes, yeah. it's, it's similar. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, make them pretty. Make paint, them pretty. Paint a picture. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so so. Music is is strictly supplemental in that sense because you have, I mean, you have family feed and yeah. And
2: I never set out for music to be. So I think I, if I had it my way, or maybe if I had more, um, uh, for lack of a better word, we'll call it uh, confidence in planning at a certain pa- certain point in my life, um, or if someone had said to me like, "You're gonna get old and you're gonna get bills, <laughs> and you should go do this before you have." Or you're old and you have bills <laughs> and, and build this thing. And there's nothing wrong with building this thing and it doesn't make you a uh, degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> no one told me the opposite of that. I think I built that up in my head a long time ago.
1: I was told the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if I wasn't, was, I was told, but I, it was often implied.
2: I felt like it was, I feel like it was uh, to a certain extent implied in mm. a, not, not by my parents necessarily, but just kind of by society. Like, you're not going to be a basketball player and you're not going to be a professional musician. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: just the chances are low, right? Yeah. Well, people misunderstand what a professional musician actually Absolutely. is. Absolutely, yes. Um, you know, it's, you don't hear a professional famous person. Right. Right? <laughs> that comes after a certain amount of yes. work work and notoriety and, and what have you. And But you can be a professional musician and no one know who you are. And when I figured that out... I started busting my ass. But you're Boy, still professional. Practice. That means yeah. you're that means you're making a living and you can
2: you can be a, a grown up. Yeah. And I there was a long time in my life where I didn't think that was um possible. Mm-hmm. And um so I kept the things separate. And I um, you know, probably uh regret that in my
0: <laughs> Do you think it's feasible in this area?
2: Yes. I do. I mean, I. That's a quick yes. I see. I see people do it. I see people doing it. I think it it depends on uh, what your level of feasible is. You know what you what you want out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, also know that we have. We could use more musicians. Like, a lot of the bands are. um, There are a lot of musicians here, and there's a lot of great talent. But, when you actually look at the number of bands and the number of venues and the number of things happening there's a lot of spillover into every, you know, like um, it's incestuous. <laughs> it's very incestuous,
1: it's super incestuous. And yeah. I was
2: talking to my friend, um, Rachel Hester Kingery the other day. Um, she moved to Salem from, from Nashville. She's married to Andrew Kingery and, um, Rachel played like on Broadway, um, for years and years. Her dad was in the, um, was a fiddle player, grand old opry played on like alabama records um and she was like i love roanoke i love gigging in roanoke the only thing i don't like about roanoke is if my bass player is out i like don't have anybody to call like i it used to be i had like my first tier was 10 people in nashville Mm -hmm. and she was like in roanoke i like no people but they probably already have gigs (laughs) Oh right, I so, see what you're saying. So,
0: so we automatically have to say no to that gig because we can't find a replacement. Yes, man, I've never thought of it that way, but that's that's very true. Yeah, at least I think I would agree with you on that.
2: I mean, it happens with with us when we're. Bo- I mean, what I was saying about the kind of the pandemic and and booking based on um, on calendars. You know, if Jake has something on the calendar before the date comes up. We're not doing whatever whatever they asked the floorboards to do because Jake's already got the date
1: on the calendar. Yeah. So I saw where you were going with that, and I didn't understand it until the end. And now I don't know if I fully agree because I could probably introduce this person to right. a couple yeah. of bass players. And Yeah. and, and Not they that they want to start that's a over. That's the great thing about this podcast, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, no, I mean, it, it flourishes even more. Yeah. But So I didn't get it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. We <laughs> could use more musicians, believe it or not.
0: No, it really could. I and,
1: mean, and clubs, and well, breweries. Well, that's the thing is that and I don't know if that's no. True. That they.
0: Well, I was going to circle back to part of my first question. Um, are there any places here in Roanoke that you haven't played that you want to?
2: So I, that keeps changing. You know, like I feel like we've played, we've played so many places that I didn't even know existed. Um, we played at the Grandin Theater a couple months ago. And I loved it. I want to play there again. Like, I didn't know they had... I didn't know anybody was doing music at the Granite Theater. Me either. No, and now I'm jelly rolling. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, We opened up for uh, a guy, William Seymour. Oh, whom, yeah. Um,
0: he, he's been playing a, a lot around here. Yeah,
2: and he's in the band, the broadcast from Asheville. He's the bass player. But he okay. lives here. Yeah. And he's kind of doing his solo stuff here. Um, And he put out um, his solo... Record and uh, released it there at the Put Grandin. Put him on the list.
1: And yeah. Paper airplane, <laughs> and
2: we opened up for him, and it was it was awesome. The sound was great. Like I'd never seen the inside of the, that room at the Grandin with the lights even like kind of on, and it's beautiful right. in there because you super go super high ceilings. Which you is watch nice. a movie, you don't pay yeah. attention to like what the decorations look like
1: unless the movie's awful, right? Yeah, no, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> but even then, I think it's dark in there. Like I'd never seen even just a little bit of light. Yeah beautiful in there like the tile and the yeah, anyway, it's real pretty in it's beautiful beautiful spot um i don't know that there are places that we know about that we're like you know we we want to go play mm-hmm. um but i love the fact that it keeps evolving mm-hmm. and like 10 years ago if i'd if we'd had this conversation and i knew about all the places that i yeah, like i wouldn't have believed any of the things that i've that i've experienced i would have been like the way there
1: (laughs) no let me uh i want to throw a curveball to that question do it is there a place that doesn't exist anymore that you wish you could play one more time
0: i mean i know my answer i i
1: i I bet i could answer 75 of of anybody we ask this question i I know what they're gonna say but i don't know no so i think
2: i'm a place that I've played, or a place that doesn't exist. A place
1: anymore. that that was here, like a staple. There's a there's a bunch of them that's not here now. If you right. could, if we could go back in time for one evening, where would you play?
0: I've heard a lot about the Iroquois Club. Yeah,
1: everybody's gonna say that. Yeah. So many people are so, gonna. So, but
0: I, I I don't know what it is. That's what
2: I thought the answer was. Yeah, like I was a, reading between the yeah. lines. I was like it's probably it's that, but I don't know enough about it to. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I know about it, but i never.
0: I never play. I. I don't know if it's. I went opinion. there
2: once uh, when it wasn't that. Like it so was, and then it was after that. And
1: let's so say we uh, like Ghost of Hollywood. It was after yeah, that, right? Yeah. Let's say that Beats, Bruises, and Buddies carries on for five years, and we were to ask that question. I bet more than half the people immediately go Iroquois Club <laughs> because it was a quintessential stop through. I mean, the the bands that played there, local and regional and national, was crazy. But I don't know that that's mine. Mine might be. Chili Peppers just because so, it, it was an era that was the other thing it was the band that, that I was, I was
2: thinking because we you know I uh, we were talking about this pre-show um, one of the first gigs that I ever played with holding uh, I don't I don't know if you can consider it playing because it probably wasn't very good um, but we opened up for your <laughs> band um, oh yeah I know you Chili Peppers me. Yeah, yeah. and I was like I was a child I was like I could drive <laughs> 17 I could, I could drive that was about it and I had a base, and uh, we opened up for you guys, and it blew my mind. Like, that, it was amazing. Like, there was, a, the bartender was like breathing fire, and like, <laughs> I, it, it blew my mind. I was like, this is it. Like,
1: <laughs> and here you are. Yeah, we talked about this. While we're having our cheese and crackers. I left some Pepper Jack out there for you. Um, it was, I didn't know that you played bass. And now that we've, we're talking, I'm. I don't. I don't play bass. Well, <laughs> that you played bass for Gypsy Joe that yep. night because Gypsy Joe opened for the hats a lot. The hats open for Hot Plate. That was an era. And I would pick chili peppers just for that era. It wasn't really about chili peppers. So there's, that's the correlation. But um, that was a special night for you because that might have been the night you decided subconsciously that you wanted to be on stage
2: it 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 had a lot to do i mean it's it's there in the rolodex of the it's it's there it's i
1: remember that night because we only i think we only played there once it may have been twice but i remember one night and it had to have been that night because i I remember fire yes and i remember girls (laughs) yes and i remember drums that's basically my life right there (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but that's crazy that. So you come onto the podcast, and, and I, I, we we're talking about the floorboards. We've had Jake on already, and so to see some of these things, these correlations hooking up, you know, live in front of the podcast <laughs> is great. That's why we're doing it. this. It's really, cool. like, really cool, dude. It's really. I didn't know. I had no idea. Long time ago. More of this. It was a real long time. <laughs> ago. I never,
0: I never went. I don't, I don't even know what your guys are talking about. But I'm like super excited. I want to go there. <laughs> Let's Club go back in time. Club Cobalt. <laughs> is it an MRI place now I or think something?
2: So. I drive down Franklin Road and I'm like, well, if you want to go, you got to hurt something. I don't know which. <laughs> I don't know which building it is. I can't even remember.
1: Uh, it was a. I know oddly it was near shaped.
2: like Long John Silver's. Maybe
1: <laughs> it was. it was on Franklin, and. Whether that's the building The MRI is happening in Or it's real close To the building yep. Or it got torn down I can't tell that either go over there And buy a jeep Maybe yep. um, hmm. Burger King Across the street
0: Yeah Yeah let's go see Oh man Alright we're done Yeah <laughs> we're
1: No, done. that was a that was cool going on a trip
0: So Well Matt This is the portion Of our uh, Conversation Where we go To the buddy gauntlet Yes, I ended that perfectly. Hit it with the bunny gauntlet there, Jeremy.
1: I was making sure we got through all these questions. You're right. You've probably heard this already, and hopefully, you're ready. We got to change it. Your top three influences. Top three musical influences. You don't get four, you just get three.
2: Man, I hate this question.
1: (laughs) I love it. it. (laughs) I love that people hate the question. It's, I mean,
2: it's so difficult. Yeah, because it's limited. And it continues to change. Yes.
1: Like that's that's
0: the issue, is that's ebb and flow. <laughs> it continues to change. If it were
1: if, if if I were asked, I would go today. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't even know if I can answer it today. So uh top three influences on my musical career. So these are probably they probably should be musicians, but I I don't think they they are necessarily. Um, and this is probably wrong. So if anyone quotes me on this, it'll change tomorrow.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so tense. I want to yeah, <laughs> I know the top three. What's you gonna
0: say? Fired girls and drums. <laughs> I mean, shit.
2: <laughs> Not drums, but girls can be girl. musical influence. I know. I mean, if we're talking about the whole reason of ever doing this, it's definitely girls. Um, atten- attention is probably uh, attention's not the right way to say it. Um, I really like writing songs, and 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 not just the act of writing the song, but the way that words work together, and the way that words and music work together to paint something that you could have felt without that, but you didn't. Mm. That is, I don't know if that's an influence, but. Anyone that, that can successfully do that, I want to do... Like, I, I, I'm I, envious of. I, I study them. Um, and sometimes... I mean, that was your
0: bio. That was literally your bio. <laughs> Storytelling. I mean, I, I I
2: like the way that words go together. And I don't just like the way that words go together. I like... So, like, I'm never, ever going to write a novel. It's, it seems like... It seems impossible. Too much work. Too many words. Too much.
0: But a four-minute song, baby.
2: But a four-minute song. <laughs> paint that picture um, the way like- the phrasing works that's, yeah. that's my and probably all of my influences for doing this at all have to do with other people that I've seen do that and some feeling in my chest that, uh, that I can't explain and the fact that I've never seen anything that seems more like magic than playing music with other people like it's like you're creating something that's breathing You're not talking about it. You're not like, and like the connection that you have with, with those people, two people, four people, eight people. It's like you're creating Frankenstein on stage and and like you're, and I think everybody probably thinks that they're the one that, that, you know, I I missed that one part. Like, no, you didn't. (laughs) I didn't hear it, Mm. but what am I? What am I getting at here? It's magic, man. Like the whole thing is magic. And the first time I ever did it, I was like, I want to keep doing this.
0: I'm oh. writing down making magic. <laughs> it's well, the only that, thing. Like, it's uh, the only thing
2: that ever felt magical like that. Other I, don't, than like, I
1: don't know that he's answered, but I, think I didn't you, answer the question. I think you've answered the first two though.
0: I didn't answer the question because make girls, <laughs> girls. Well, so I,
1: it sounds like girls' words and melody. But you didn't say melody. Girls, words. I'm real bad and at melody sound. Is a problem. Girls, words. I'm and constantly
2: working at melody, working to, to improve at melody. So phrasing and words and the way they work with music, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, yeah, we'll go with girls, words, and, and melody. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> de- I'm
1: not trying to put words in your mouth. I, like I would it. never. But then, you know, the next question is your top non-musical influence. And, and what that is is. Something that's not musical that influences your music, and you said magic. That's I mean that can be your
2: answer. It's funny, but uh, I've never thought of myself as one who was into magic.
0: Um, (laughs) Here's your cards. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like
2: no, that always seemed like, um, but just like the the uh, the underlying anything that you can't explain, like you're like it's a feeling. Like
0: oh the unexplainable I, I, yeah anything emotions
2: like it, it, the ability to um and i I don't necessarily think I do this, mm-hmm. uh, but I like it when people when when I experience it, like you're not feeling anything or you're feeling way too much of something, and you hear a song and it works like it either like gets something out of you or it or it uh confirms something that's inside you. Uh, and you're like, eh, that's it. Like, um,
1: Well, it helps you express something that you have right. difficulty expressing otherwise. Or you don't spre- express as well as you could otherwise. I mean, that's why I love music. There's this, um, I like that you haven't mentioned a person, obviously.
0: I was just going to say that. Like, People are, I mean, it's this so is ep- difficult. <laughs> this is episode 17. You're the first guest to have given us three solid influences that were not, musical artist
1: nullifying question number two in a way but you um music doesn't have to be so it's implied that certain players mold us right you have guitar players that like eddie van halen and then you know the the classic uh, t- top 20 that everybody says the dude from pink floyd or whatever and you hear it in their styles and that's what we're here talking about but, when it comes to music, like it, it's art and your influences can absolutely be getting attention from girls. <laughs> and will you listen to another player that wrote a song that you like and play it back? Maybe. Uh, but it doesn't have to be another person. Like you don't have to get so enthralled with other players that it all comes from what other players did for you. You're actually saying the very same thing that inspired those players is what's inspiring you. They, you know, That sounds big. Yeah so that sounds bigger than what I was able to say but Well it's just I mean you, there's a feeling yeah and you watch other people harness these their emotions through sound and you're like I want to do that too and, and mean, you, that, you bypass the messenger at that point and I that's remember totally okay
2: um sitting in the Northside High School auditorium watching Gypsy Joe long before I was ever in the band and going I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, me, yeah. Me too.
0: No, I'm that was one of the first groups I ever saw live. And like I, I I listened to music but I didn't really we we grew up I wouldn't how am I gonna phrase this? But I, I don't wanna say we were like closed doored and and sh- shoveled off. My parents didn't do that. It was we just didn't listen to a lot of music. They listened to a lot of music and we listened to their stuff, but I right. didn't have my own identity in what music out and, was. Yeah. yeah and I get that. So yeah. So like that was really cool. It was like, oh man, I play in the drum line with that guy. That's cool. Oh, then we're going to a talent show, and my drum instructor is playing on stage with some of the guys from drum line, and they're doing stop stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool, you know. And so you see those those people that influence you, and you are, and they're entertaining you, and you're like, and it just it's, you get a little jealous, a little yeah, yeah. That's
2: a good jealous feeling. It's though. a very good jealous <laughs> feeling.
0: Yeah, um, I really. Also, I,
2: I really boiling like, sorry Boiling the people, all the all the all the people and all the things I've listened to that I've been like, that is that's my jam. Yeah. There's,
1: it's impossible. Yeah. It's not possible like well that's the nature of the question is to expose <laughs> that it's not possible and watch people struggle and um i don't have to answer these which i'm glad yeah um but it, that's I mean, what we nobody have. has to answer so thanks for coming and yeah. answering the question but i, I really like I, i've noticed more and more lately i've reconnected with i don't necessarily need any more influences or people to look up to like i've looked up to a lot of folks and i'm thankful for them uh there's something to be said for just appreciating an art form and diving in yourself and not necessarily, and you could argue that you can say that's impossible. You know, you like this band a lot and they're going to influence. And that's the case. But if you're not coming at it from that direction, every morning, you might, we get, we might get a little more Matt out. And then rather than Matt, who used to love the Dave Matthews band. You know what I mean? You got then, you. Sometimes you have to create space with music. I don't want to hear anything because I don't want an influence. You absolutely. Know? I've learned to play, whether it's good or not is debatable, right? I've yeah. learned this. I've spent time. I want to take a break. We were talking about wind earlier, yeah. this is for another episode. Like <laughs> one of one of my non-practice practices is wind. All the windows down, and that's drowning out. Everything the horse that's in my head all the time. Schmitt, anyway, the horse Schmidt, the horse Schmidt, <laughs> and then and then like making some room for something to come through. That anyway. Oh, no, I. I I'm repeating myself. That.
2: I've also um, really loved bands that evolved to not be something I like that much anymore.
1: So mm. oh well, this leads us to our next question. <laughs> well, kind of. One opinion for you. That that you just took a 180 on.
2: Um I think for well, I was gonna say I think for music for this one, but probably for for everything. It might not be a full 180, but I've definitely learned from this opinion. Um I used to think that if you just work the hardest, you would win. Mm. Um I would Mm. man, I drove the van, I I made I, I designed the merch. I book the shows. I carry the PA mm. and I was like Like my shoulders are dropping just here and you if say Go I ahead. Just, if I just keep working, if I just keep my head up and keep working, it's going to all work. Mm. And um that's not that's
3: not it's exactly not how reality. things work. Yeah. You
2: know, like it's good to have uh a, you know a good work ethic, <laughs> A good work right. ethic, but but just uh, working and working and working actually just makes you
1: tired. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, and I think I, I always take notes because uh, I'm trying to learn. And I'm paraphrasing what you just said. So I'm actually putting, breathing my take into it. But that you can do it all, right? You, you can't do it all. And when you're it. young, you can fool yourself. Exactly. There's always going to be someone who pulled it off, right? You're going to make some enemies while you're doing it Um, because you can become a control freak, you can become a workaholic. I've only recently learned that you must hand responsibility out.
0: Delegation is important for
2: a lot of different reasons.
0: Well, that's what you've talked about this entire time. (laughs) The group that you're with now and the happiness that you experience with them, it's because they each have a role, and those roles are defined, and you you trust and respect that, and they respect and trust that too. And so that's what makes it work.
2: And it's taken, uh, you know, growing up to get there. So
1: <laughs> there's um there's a, a country singer out, um his name's Chase Rice and he wrote a big hit a while back and I know somebody that worked for his team for a while and he was known to say this I think he's at a company called Head Down Eyes Up. It's a clothing company. And he made some money with a tune, and maybe maybe he's done more. I don't I don't keep up with him, but uh, he was like a football player. He was going to be a football player, and he decided he wanted to play music. And I'm sure I'm missing a lot of key points here, but he ultimately said he knew he wasn't the greatest musician um, or songwriter, but he knew that he could work the hardest. So it is, there is a path there. Yeah, but there's a, it's a fine line and a delicate balance of learning when to. Work that hard and when not to work that hard. And I can personally say I'm still working on
0: it. No, no, I don't think to our younger listeners that Matt's saying don't work hard. He's saying find a balance.
2: Absolutely. And 100%. Um, yeah. Don't just, like, <laughs> you don't have to be in control of everything. Yeah. You know? I, like, I I get that. I you don't mean, have to be in control of everything. Wait, wait,
1: what? I he likes to have hands. He's getting that. <laughs> every day is... Uh,
0: are we listening to a song? Yeah, you want to set up this song for us there, there Matt?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this song is called Borrowed Moon, and it's from our album entitled Borrowed Moon. And uh, this is one that kind of kind of envelops what we were saying about Chris being the, the musical leader. And, and uh, this is one that I, um, I wrote the words, and I kind of had this idea of, of the, the melody and how it went, and Chris and I got together, and... And worked on it and it continued to invol- evolve into into kind of what it is. And this is one that we, you know, we're proud of kind of the uh, musicianship side of it and how the band came together and played and also proud of like the the story and the you know, painting a picture with words.
1: Matt, thanks for coming on Beats yeah, really and appreciate buddies. you. Dude. Thank you guys your story. so much for
2: having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a good time.
4: She walked through the door, he stood up to meet her, and I watched them there, from across that room. Whatever she said, it must have been too soon. She said, all my sins got sins of their own. I got a wife and a family at home. I shouldn't come see you. Safe to say they had my attention I drained my glass She pulled back her hair Sat there surprised She took a long breath Fought tears from her eyes She said all my sins got sins of their own I got a baby living in my mother's home I shouldn't come to see you alone Ain't that what it comes down to When the water gets too sweet too soon Stay. Up. I know that all my sins got sins of their own Any rooms become my second home I should have left well enough alone Ain't that what it comes down to When the water gets too sweet too soon